What's up, everybody? My name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition, and you are tuned in to Kinda Neat. Thank you guys so much for sticking with us into the year of 2016. It has arrived. This is our first podcast of the new year, and I wanted to have a guest that's very near and dear to my heart on. Uh, Not hard on, but my heart on the show, because... The uh, latter would be inappropriate because my mom is the guest today. Karen Shaner is the guest. And this is my third podcast with her. So she is setting the press. Or she is setting uh, new records for Kind of Knee because she is the first third uh, time guest. This is her third time on the show. You guys can probably just like Google her previous episodes to catch up if you want to. These are some of my favorite episodes because it's nice to just kind of... Uh, you know, record an oral history of my mom's life because it's something that I will get to cherish for years to come. And it's also just fun to like, I don't know, put it out there because I think that all families have their family stuff and family stuff is interesting. And so you guys will maybe relate to it or maybe not. Who knows? Uh, If you don't, if you find it boring, then she apologizes. She's very insecure about whether or not it's boring, but I think they're exciting and great. Yeah, New Year. What did I, what did you guys do for the New Year's? I didn't do shit. And the funny thing is, is that the more people that I talk to, the seemingly more people that I know that didn't do shit. I don't really like New Year's that much. I probably say this every New Year's, but I barely ever go out for it. I think that uh, a lot of times... It's just a lot of people out trying to like have fun for no reason and then you run, end up running around and trying to find the f- perfect place to be at midnight and you end up just like outside in a line somewhere or something and it's just stupid. So I stayed in and I watched Oscar screener leaks and I just chilled and I was asleep by like 10, 30, 11 o'clock. No big deal. I'm fine with it. And it's funny because I asked Ben, oh, what did you do? And he said, man, I didn't do shit. I said, dude. Nobody ever does shit on New Year's. That's the secret. That's the real secret that they don't want you to know. They don't want you to go out on New Year's. Trust. Uh, Last year, this year went by fucking fast. God damn. As you get older, it goes by so fast. But last year at this time, uh, my New Year's intro was about my step-grandfather, Bruce Dunwoody, passing away. That happened a year ago or around this time. And so that was like a sad way to start off the year. Um, and a couple weeks ago, I found out somebody else passed away. So I'm going to start off with that. Some of you guys that listen to my music may have seen the video uh, for a song called Imagining. And in that video, there's a, a dude... There's a guy in the video that plays a prominent role. He's like playing the role of my father in it. And uh, unfortunately, on a YouTube comment, I found out that he passed away. And I was really upset and sad to hear that. And um, that shit is really depressing. And uh, his son left a comment in the YouTube video that said, uh, you know, I'm glad that my father was a part of this video because... And I'm paraphrasing and doing a, a poor job of it. Um, but he said that he's glad his father got to be a part of the video. It means a lot to him because now it's something to kind of look back and watch because he had just passed away from a motorcycle accident, which was just too much to hear. It was just too, it was so devastating and I was so sad and I didn't really know how to process that because, you know, the thing is, I never met the dude. I never met him and we filmed on separate days, but for whatever strange reason, he became a part of the mythos and the legacy of what Mark and I do. That's our biggest music video we've ever done. And he was essentially the star of it. And so 
even though I never met him, just to find that out, you know, I've watched that video so many times and seen like just being a part of the creation of it and, 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 and watching the process of it getting made, like it was really, really sad to hear. And so I found out fucking four months or it's like four months ago or six months ago. I'm so late to it. Cause I, I don't read for my own sanity. I don't read YouTube comments, but I somehow got my attention shifted to that. And I started reading, um, you know, just the, like the newest comments and, and found that out. And I was so sad. I called my mom and broke down. Um, because that's what I do. I cry. I am a crier. And there was a time in my life where I wasn't able to cry for a long time. And I do it on this episode. I fucking cry. And uh, now when I feel those tear- tears coming on, I just kind of follow that white light to the tears because you never know when you're going to get to have a good cry again. So, yeah, at the end of this, we talk about my uh, grandfather passing her dad and I get a little choked up. And so, uh, I don't know. It's weird. Anyway, 2016, new year, new me. You feel me? Anybody that tweets new year, new me in a non-sarcastic way, you should stop being their friend. But uh, yeah, man, here's to a good 2016. We've got some cool guests lined up and we're about to hit our three-year anniversary in March. We just hit 50,000 YouTube subscribers, um, which is amazing. Thank you guys so much for 50,000 YouTube subscribers. It's about to be 11 million views and we had our first million view video just recently and so... Man, this shit's cool, and I love doing it, and I'm glad that you guys still listen, so thank you so much. Uh, I don't want to get all mushy, but happy holidays and happy new year, and let's fucking, let's get it. Let's get it this year, you feel me? Without further ado, here is my podcast with my mom, Karen Chainer. So, last we left off. First off, how's your trip to California been? Actually, it's been a great trip to California this year for Christmas. My sister Holly and and my brother-in-law Bob have been here uh, the whole time that we've been here. And it's been a lot of fun to spend time with them and my mom. And you, of course. A little bit. And Dad. I spent a little bit of time. Well, you've been with, you've been with us for like... This is our sixth day. Oh, my God. Too many. That's about five too many. <laughs> no, that's not Five true. too many days. That's <laughs> what that is. So, okay, like I was saying, last that we left off on this podcast, I put a mental bookmark in my head. It was right as Stephen was getting born and we were still living in Texas. So for you guys that are listening, uh, if you want to go back and listen to old uh, episodes with my mom, you can... Just look for Karen Shaner, kind of neat, and they'll both pop up. And we talked about the first, like, 15 years of her life and then the second 15 years of her life, basically. We're going in 15 years <laughs> chunks. Yeah, for an hour and a half-ish. Uh, so tell me about pregnancy with Stephen. Okay. So let me think back to when I was pregnant with Stephen. Um, I knew right away, right away, that I was pregnant with Stephen. The first month was great. The second month... I got had morning well, I had morning sickness three times a day, so all day sickness. <laughs> I, I would vomit three times a day every day for one whole month. It was terrible. Starting off with a bang on this episode. Oh yeah. So I remember many mornings I would <laughs> I would put you in your car seat in the car, the and car. then I would get ready for work. I mean, yeah. I'd be we we'd be all ready so I could go to work. I was going to drop you off at the daycare center, uh-huh. and. 
I would get in the car, get my seatbelt on, have to get out of the car. Sometimes I couldn't even make it back into the house. I was so sick. Really? It was terrible. Why was not terrible. just puke in the, in the lawn or something? I did. Oh. I just puked in the lawn. There you go. <laughs> and I made sure I had tissues in my pocket all the time. And did it stay like that the whole pregnancy? No, or what? When just, did it calm down? No, just for the whole second month. Yeah. In fact, I... And this was kind of a foreshadowing of Stephen's <laughs> life. No, that's no, not true. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but the fun... No, this isn't even funny but the nurse at school was really worried because i started losing weight instead of gaining weight because i was getting sick so much oh that's crazy i know and then after that though after that second month i was perfectly fine but the thing about the difference about steven and you when i was pregnant the first time i felt life with you oh my gosh it felt just like a little butterfly, was, just like it, they say in you, the book. <laughs> you had a little angel in your tummy. <laughs> and with Stephen, I'll never forget you the first You had a little time. devil in your tummy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I used to watch Dallas. It was like a, yeah, the, I, the show Some Dallas. people will know Dallas and other people will go, whoa, your mom's really old. <laughs> so so I would watch that on Friday night. One Friday night, I'm on, on the bed in the bedroom. I'm on my side. I have my head propped up on my right hand. You walked by me, like, you know, in front of the, next to the bed, but in, in between the bed and the TV. Yeah. And if I, I thought, like, you hit me or something. Yeah. But you didn't. It was your brother. I, when, the How first many time I felt him, boom, like four months. And yeah. he just moved so hard. It was crazy. I knew he was going to be a soccer player. He just never was, stayed still. I was just going to ask, like, back then was that a thing? Because America, in America, the, I don't think soccer was really that popular in, like, 1984. So, did people go like, oh, he's kicking so much, he's going to be a soccer player? I said that. Really? Because, and it turns out he was. And it turned out that he was a soccer player. Yeah. I know. That was crazy. So, how long were you pregnant with Stephen? That's just a joke. I know that pregnancies are approximately <laughs> nine months. But uh, so did the pregnancy get smoother or no? Oh, yes. It got absolutely smoother. And you were working at the time? Bigger. Oh, yes. I was working at the time. Where were you working? <clears throat> I was working at Five Palms Elementary oh, right. School in San Palms. Antonio, Texas. South San, they Teaching second or third or fourth? Um, that year I was teaching fourth grade. Yeah. And so uh, how long? Wait, this is kind of a funny teacher story. Go ahead. Um, they had a, a surprise baby shower for me, huh. probably about yeah, a month or two before Stephen was born. And so some, somebody made a big sign that said, surprise, and, they, and it they was a teacher. They spelled it wrong. It was so funny. Did they just forget the first R? Yeah, they forgot the first R. And it was just so funny. We were just laughing so hard. We all got the biggest kick out of that. So that was like, I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cool. And this is why kids spell your <laughs> <laughs> you are now on the internet because we're raising that generation no. of teachers that couldn't spell surprise. Terrible, terrible, terrible. Ay, ay, ay. Um, how long into the term did you stay at work? Oh, I stayed at work <clears throat> the whole time. Like till you were about to pop or till you popped? Well, just, just about. I was due on March 31st. Yeah. Steven ended up being eight, eight days early. He was born on March 23rd and he was a big kid. Yeah, he was huge, right? Nine pounds, 12 ounces? Nine pounds, 10 ounces. 10 ounces, yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, All cock, just like a shader. Oh, stop (laughs) saying that. Oh, my goodness gracious. (laughs) And so... I can't think. So anyway, it was a Friday when he was born, and we were on spring break that week. And so the 
the Friday before that, everybody said, oh, we won't see you back again. And I said, oh, yes, you will. I'm not due for like a whole nother week after spring break and I won't and I'll be back. You yeah. know? And so I was doing my lesson plans over, you know, during spring break because yeah. I was thinking I was going back to work. Well, anyway, in the meantime, that Sunday before uh, Stephen was born, well, that Saturday or Sunday, we were at a party and we didn't know it. But you had the chicken pox. Oh, right. Did you remember this? I remember having the chicken pox really bad. And oh, I remember you told me uh, the, the way that I remember this story. I mean, maybe you can just tell the story, but I remember I got one of my babysitters like really sick. Well, yeah. Well, it wasn't. A, it was the person. It was her name was Carrie. Yeah. And she was from Australia. Oh, no shit. She was. She was the reason awesome. she said that is because I have some Australian friends visiting this month. Oh, yeah. and, and so anyway, she was darling. And they didn't have a lot of childhood diseases over there. Right. She came to America. She was married to one of dad's buddies. Yeah. And, and plus she was in the Air Force. Yeah. And so... But she, she was an Australian woman in the Air Force? Mm-hmm. How does that work? Well, because she moved over when she was yeah. younger. Oh, okay. So she was in the Air Force and, and her husband was in the Air Force. They were both medics. She worked in... Um, Oh, you know, the baby ICU, a NICU. Mm -hmm. And uh, so anyway, they were the ones who were going to watch you. When when I went to the hospital with Steve, you know to have oh, Stephen. Oh, so I had chicken pox while you were super pregnant with Stephen. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh yeah. Let, so yeah. that whole last week when I was on spring break before he was born. Okay, so that Saturday or Sunday we were at a party. We didn't know you had the chicken pox, and you loved Carrie. And she, we were at a party. She was holding you and playing with you. And Always had a thing for them Australian women, you uh, know. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, then Monday, you know, I see some spots on you. Yeah. And Tuesday, they get worse. Well, they didn't even want you to go into the hospital, you know, into the clinic or the hospital, you yeah. know, where dad worked to get yeah. checked because, you know, you had chicken pox. Yeah. So they, you know, dad said, oh, he has chicken pox. So. Did you guys have any chicken pox parties? Like, did any kids come over that were trying? No, I'm, <laughs> oh, not, no, I'm being no, serious. No. no, I'm being serious. Like, you know how little kids, they want, they want kids to come over and get it if they haven't had it yet? No, we did not have a chicken pox party. Yeah. However, I... I'm glad that Barry Shader likes that one. I was so big with Steven. Yeah. And I would have you in the bathtub in, you know, I don't know, some kind of Aveeno salts or whatever they told me to put you in. Yeah. And there I was bending down, you know, bathing you in this stuff and then putting calamine lotion all over you. And, And actually... I slept with you every night that week, and I had gloves on you because I didn't want you to scratch. Because you were only like two years and nine months old. And, and you, you, I've told you this story, and you don't believe me, uh, or you don't have a memory of this. But for some reason, one of my earliest memories—probably I have earlier memories—but one, a memory that I uh, recollect very clearly was. Uh, I loved the, the Aveeno bath, whatever that stuff was mm-hmm. like, whatever you would pour in the water used to make it feel so much better. And so I remember I was sitting on the toilet one time cause I was probably newly potty trained and I'm taking a poop as a, as like a fucking almost three year old. And I have the chicken pox and I'm like, mom, it's itching my butt so bad. I said, pour some of the Aveeno or the oatmeal, whatever it was. Oh, said, it was like an oatmeal. Yeah. I said, pour some of the oatmeal in the toilet. And you're like, this it's not going to do anything. I said, just please do it. And, and you did. And I, and I remember specifically <laughs> going, 
oh, feels better already. <laughs> and you started laughing so hard. And I was like, why is she laughing? And like, now I know that that's clearly like a, a, a hilarious thing a child would say. Oh, but goodness. I really thought at the time, like the placebo effect made me think like, oh, that really helped my butt. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So that's a, that's one of my earliest memories. Uh, so yeah. anyway, then it comes of, like Thursday night, Friday morning. Yeah. I have to go to the hospital. Uh-huh. I call Carrie and Mark, and they come rushing over, and Dad takes me to the hospital. I wake him up because, yeah. you know. Um, and then, he was asleep. Because he was asleep. You said it like it's so bad. <laughs> I wake him up because, <laughs> oh, well, because he was asleep. asleep. Yeah. I was on the phone with my mother, actually. Yeah. And What uh, time of night is it? It's like 4 o'clock in the morning. Oh, I mean, so yeah, he should be asleep at he that time. He should be asleep. Yes. And I kept, you know, getting up. Yeah. Getting up, getting up. Uh-huh. And so I call Carrie and Mark. They come over. I think it was about, oh, I don't know, 4.30 in the morning, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe 4.25 when we left for the hospital. Mm-hmm. Dad drove like a crazy person um, <laughs> to Wilford Hall Medical Center. Yeah, We got there at probably, oh, quarter to five in the morning or 10 to 5 in the morning, and I had Stephen at 5.08 a.m. It was quite a lot of... It was fast. It was fast. It went fast. Yes. Did you guys already have a name planned out for him? We did. How'd you come up with Stephen? I don't know know where you got his first name from. Well, Stephen with a V. Stephen with a V. Yeah. My grandfather... My my pat you know my Your pappy, pappy yeah um his name was Frank Stefan oh. and so Frank Stefan Milkovitz mm-hmm, Frank oh, okay. Stefan Milkovitz I didn't know that and so but I, we didn't like Stefan particularly S T E P H A N I don't know if it was an A N or an E N but they said Stefan yeah and um and so then Dad and I were kind of going through well like his dad's name was Orban David yeah and my dad's name was Edward Frederick yeah and we got. Eric off. I got Eric off the end of Frederick, which uh, is your middle oh, name. Oh, I didn't know that either. Yeah. Huh. Um, well, I took the C out. You know, as F R. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so then we decided on Stephen. And from Stefan. From Stefan. And then his middle name's Edward, which is Edward, your dad. Edward, my dad. However, you say you don't like the name Stephen. Oh, Stefan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, so you guys decided on Steven. So we decided on Steven. So we were all good. We were solid with Steven. Yeah. And then Dad wanted Steven Todd, and I wanted... Why Todd? He just liked that name. That's a white-ass name. He liked it. <laughs> That's a real white name. <laughs> I don't know where he came up with Todd. I At that point, I, like, I didn't know anything. And that was before... That was, that was Dad is what, uh, you know... What? Oh. That's And that's who... Oh. I don't know. Well, so it's funny because he ended up having a best friend named Todd later on. He did. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I know. Isn't that weird? Yeah. So anyway, here's the funny part. Yeah. So after I have Stephen mm-hmm. at 5.08 a.m., mm-hmm. I, actually, I had a doctor's appointment that day, Friday, mm-hmm. um, to go in for my weekly appointment. You got to cancel that one. Well, so the so the guys came up from the clinic, mm-hmm. <laughs> from, the, from the OBGYN clinic, mm-hmm. to come and visit me to see Stephen. Mm. And I have Stephen... Dad disappears. Like he holds the baby and then they take the baby and then he's gone and I don't I don't know where he is. Where did he go? A little while later, I'm getting ready to sign the birth certificate. Your father walks back into the room cuz you know we knew a lot of people we knew everybody at the yeah, hospital because your dad worked there. Right. And um I said, "Where were you?" He said, 
oh, I drove home to ask Lee if he to tell him he had a baby brother oh, and yeah. to ask him if he wanted to name him Stephen Edward or Stephen Todd. Oh, really? Like Todd. I yeah. know he did. And I said, <laughs> What did he think? What did he say? And he said, He said Stephen Edward. Well, at least he was honest. He could have lied. <laughs> he could have lied. Well, so there you go. I named my little brother. Yes, you partially. Did. That's amazing. I didn't know that. And you helped baptize him too. Was I excited? Like, did, oh, I, yeah. did I understand the prospects of having a younger sibling at that point? I don't know that you really did until he came home, but yeah. you were very excited to know that you had a brother. Yeah. Because I don't think you ever, because, you know, you were a talker. When you were, when Stephen was born, you were already, you know, yada, yada, talking yada, like yada. an adult. Yeah, you never stopped. And- <laughs> it's true. It's true. You did. You, you made more nose noises than <laughs> Still do. <laughs> and so... And so anyway, you you know, you were very happy yeah. about that. How did the, we had three dogs at that point, right? Yeah. Well, no, we only had two. That was Daisy and Loki? Yeah. Well, we actually had Loki and Grover. Oh, Daisy had already died? Right. Uh, the month before Stephen was born, da- yeah, Daisy died. Damn, you're still sad about Daisy. Huh? I really am. She was my only female dog and she was my girl. Yeah, that we had Dalmatians. So Loki was a Dalmatian, Daisy was a Dalmatian, and Grover was <laughs> a half Dalmatian, half black lab that Loki got out and knocked some Well actually he knocked some bitch no, up. No, that but, that girl that female came dug under with uh, Loki and came to our yard and they did studs. it. Studs. We got a lot of studs. So yeah, so okay, how did the dogs react to Steven? I know that's a maybe a weird oh, obscure no, question, but it, they were great because they loved, well, we had Loki when you were born, Loki and Daisy, and yeah. they loved you. Um, from the minute that I brought you home, I, even when you were like, you know, a, a day old, yeah. I mean, not a day old, but a day home, right. I would put a blanket on the floor yeah. and I would lay you on the floor and I would lay down by you and the dogs would lay on, you know, either side of you. Right. I think you told this and story. And they did the, the same song. with Steven. They, they yeah. loved him too. Right. So they, just, they, they were cool. Yeah, they were cool. That's cool. Um, and how was Steven as a baby instantly? Because I've heard horror stories <laughs> that he was like, he was a, he was a loud, loud crybaby. He he was he was very loud. Yeah. And he he did cry quite a bit. Yeah. He did fuss. So the 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 mythology of our family has it that he wouldn't cry for you, but as soon as dad picked him up you'd always cry. That is that is true. <laughs> oh, <laughs> listen, listen yeah. your father would come in yeah. from work. Uh-huh. And this is back in the day before they wore like all kinds of gloves and protective equipment when, you know, when they worked in the ER and oh, all that That's stuff. crazy. You guys oh, wouldn't yeah. wear gloves? So, uh. so your dad would come in and there'd still be blood on his white uniform and everything. So he would come in and he wouldn't even touch you guys yeah. until he went and, and yeah, took his clothes off, put him in a special bag and then showered. Yeah. And then, um, you know, you would run over to him and then Steven, oh my goodness, he would fuss and fuss. <laughs> Oh, there were months when must have been him. (laughs) There there were months when we didn't have a quiet dinner. (laughs) Really? Yeah. How did I react to that? I was. Did I just roll with the punches? Like, oh, he's loud. I guess is what having a little brother is. (laughs) I guess. Yeah, Yeah, because you were fine. You would sit at the table in your sassy seat. You know, what is a sassy seat? Oh, it was this really cool seat that was kind of plastic and metal, and. 
like the arms of the seat went on top of the table. Like a high chair, basically. Well, yeah, but then the other part went, went down, down around way. like uh, this, and then you, you sat in be, it. So it was like you were be, sitting right at the table. Uh, like, like, here, like a little cubby. Yeah, it was on. like a little cubby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So how was I with Steven? Was I like, what, did I try to cheer him up, or did I just ignore him? Like, how, I, I'm just worried. I'm just wondering, like, what our dynamic was no, as— you, I mean, you guys liked it. You guys liked each other. You played good, with them. I think we did a good. <laughs> you did a good job. Yeah, we did yeah. a good job. Um, at some point. No, I mean you. <laughs> <laughs> at that point, you liked him. He was your little brother. Mm. I have some. Oh my gosh, I have some of the cutest pictures of you guys. Like he would like to be in the because you slept in a double bed, you know. So like yeah. you slept in the big bed, mm. and so. You would want him in there with you, so I'd put him in there with you, and I have the cutest pictures of you, like, holding him and everything, trying to keep him safe. He was a yeah. fat-ass baby, huh? <laughs> he, was, yeah, he was He was pretty much was, a butterball. What was it? It was like... Uh, he was big. He nine was pounds, boy. ten yeah, ounces, he was she said. Very, he was yeah. big. Because I remember seeing some of the baby pictures of him just being like... He was a butterball. Which mm-hmm. you would never... Like, he's so thin as an adult, you mm-hmm. would never guess that oh, he was like, such a fat-ass baby. Um, he had the craziest, cutest hair, too. He had this wispy blonde hair, yeah. and it just kind of like, woo, went all yeah. over the place. Mine How is, long was it until it, you went it, back it to work? About, it, I, um, I remember hold on, going Dad. like that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, well, I was going to take off six weeks, and I think I took off seven weeks, and I went back for the last few weeks of work. Um, and... And when I went back to work, your grandmother and grandfather Shaner came down oh, okay. and stayed with you guys. That way, you didn't have to go, you know, to daycare for the last couple of weeks well, when I went I, back to work. Well, and I did most of the damn stuff. True. <laughs> no. True. No, I heard Dad used to breastfeed me. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> I must say, your your father did give you guys your baths every night. Yeah, he did. Um, and that was hard work because, you know, that's a long way to, for him to kneel down and bend over a bathtub because right. he's so tall. Right, right. But he did. He gave you guys your baths every night. Okay. And so, uh, I don't know how, just tell me about life around that time. Then you got a newborn and you got oh. like a three-year-old and just like, how did you balance everything? It was crazy. That's how yeah, I, there was, was no balance, I don't think. There was think. kids, there, there was, the, the kids <laughs> were going. Hold on, Dad. Wait, let her tell the <laughs> my, story. My turn to Hold talk. On, let her tell the story. <laughs> Excuse me. He's raising his hand saying, my bad. Excuse me. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, So the summertime was good, though. Right. Um, Actually, Uh we went back to Pennsylvania every summer when you guys were little. Uh You and Steven and I did. Dad rarely ever came. Yeah. Um, He didn't like going to Pennsylvania. He did not like going back to Pennsylvania. Yeah. Well, I think one of the reasons was that he liked to stay home and he was working and he liked to play sports. Oh, yeah, And true. so, you know, big sports time all year long in San Antonio, particularly right. in the summer, he played several. Flag football and softball and all that. <laughs> yeah, baseball, yeah. softball. He played all kinds of stuff. Yeah. Tennis. And um, so anyway, took you ba- took you guys back for, oh, my goodness, I think we were there like June and July that summer. We were there at least a couple of months. And then Stephen was baptized on your birthday, on July 9th. Oh, in Pe- 8th, I mean. In Pennsylvania? On July 8th in Pennsylvania huh. at a little church called St. Mary's. Really? And it was on yeah. South Side. And then um, your dad did come home for that part. Okay. Uh, for, he came home for like, he came back to Pennsylvania for like a week so he could be there. That was actually a question I had for you. Um, well, because like, I, I feel like I know a lot about 
Steven and I's life, but I will always wonder about your, I guess, like adult perspective or like your individual perspective, mm-hmm. um, as to adulthood and just kind of things that you learned as you went on rather than just like, Oh, these are stories about you guys. Uh, I guess one of my questions that I was th- wondering, uh, do, did you always remain super Catholic and, and, and pious the whole, like, were th- was there ever a time that you weren't going to church or did you always go to church every weekend? No, sure. there was, there was a time when I, there was a time when I, and I don't think I was ever pious. Not pi- I don't but. even know what pious means. I think, I thought that just means faithful. <laughs> well, I have always been faithful. Yeah. But there, there was a time when I did not go to church when you guys, um, Let's see. When you guys were real little at that time, just because you didn't have time, or I what? just yeah, I couldn't get it. I couldn't get it all together. Right. Like you know, getting you ready, getting yeah. Stephen ready, taking both of you guys by myself. You know, driving yeah. to the church that I would want to go to. I just well, you so know. I, I I guess uh, I don't know if I asked in the previous ones or not, but did you even when you moved away from Pennsylvania, moved down to Texas, or like even when you went to college, did you always remain going to church the whole time? No, not the whole time. Yeah. A lot of when I was in college. Um, I didn't really go to church a lot, except when I was home and, you know, holidays. And, yeah. You know, um, that's when. Well, and like, would you say, I guess, because, you know, me, and I've talked about this frequently on here, but, like, my faith waned as a kid, and it just never came back. Did you ever have ebbs and flows with it or, like, questions with it, or was it always just there? You know, I know that you think I'm weird about no, this. No, I don't but think it was, it's weird. I, I just, I, it everyone was always has their just thing. like there for me. Like you just always believed you never doubted. I, I always believed I never doubted. Yeah. And I think maybe that it came from, you know, I lived next door to, I call her my Aunt Lou. She yeah. wasn't my blood aunt, but yeah. she was my godmother. And I lived next door to her until I was like 10 years old. Right. And I always went to church with her uh-huh. every week. Right. Didn't miss. And even when I went back. Actually, now that I'm thinking about that, when you guys were little, when I went back to Pennsylvania, I would go to church with my Aunt Lou. And yeah. then somebody would watch, you know, you guys Us. while my Aunt Lou and I went to church. Uh-huh. Well, because that's the thing. As long as I can remember, I remember going to church as a child. Like, oh, you that did? Was, that was our Saturday. Yep. We were, I, I always said that we were lazy Catholics because we went on Saturday <laughs> instead of waking up on Sunday and getting yep. dressed up. Yep. We, always we, we would go to casual Catholic. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Catholic cash. Oh, my gosh. The, the one priest... <laughs> He could do a mass. He could do an entire mass, in including like the hour. homily, in 27 minutes. Because <laughs> one time he said, 27 minutes, how do you think I did today? <laughs> and we were, Teresa and Schroeder and I were just laughing so hard. Well, be, I, I mean, I do remember, uh, you know, on a Saturday at 5 o'clock, you'd have to drop what you're doing and go to church. And, mm-hmm. and, and, Sometimes it would be like real prime Alaskan summer weather. And I'm like, really? I got a bike over here to fucking go to church. And then, and I would be like, oh man, I, I'm praying. The only thing I'm praying <laughs> for is that the shit gets over quick so I can get back to riding my bike and like hanging out with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> but, but look at all the fun people that went to church on Saturday night. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, we had I mean, a, yeah, there a were, no, we have a lot like of a whole- life. A lot of our lifelong friends, yes. I definitely grew up going to church with them on Saturdays. And you know? you know, you were an altar boy. Well, your brother was too. Oh, I know. We'll get to all that. Okay. We're fast, oh, back, for, we're back, fast back forwarding. I'm talking more about you. No, so, I'm talking more about you with your faith. And so when did you start getting more uh, or like back into, when did you have time to get back into the Catholic faith? Like real. Um, well, I think when we moved to Alaska. That's when you like really got back into it. So in Texas, mm-hmm. you're, you're balancing a job, you're balancing two really young kids, and you just don't have time. So so that was that. Well, when I, when, let's see, I had Stephen when I worked at Five Palms Elementary, which was a 
uh, public school. Yeah. But when I was pregnant with you and had you, and for four years I worked in a Catholic school, right. so I was very faithful then. Oh, right, I right. went to church twice, two or three times a week then. Okay. And then you know when I whoops when I went to the public school, uh-huh. then it was in the opposite direction of where I went to church, and then I had both of you kids, and you were little, and and it was. I was busy, right? And and so for all those years, I was trying to balance, you know, getting up in the morning, getting you guys ready for daycare yeah. and or school, um, you know, me getting to work, yeah. then coming home, picking up you guys, and then back in the day, yeah. you know, I used to pay like when we lived in Texas, I used to pay my bills in person, right? You know, so and. Because all the people loved you kids, yeah. and um, so they gave you, know, you the discount. No, they just like to talk. <laughs> oh, to bring you. your baby, uh, <laughs> bring your baby, and we'll get your gas a little cheaper. <laughs> I remember yeah. the first time you, you ever went. I, I remember the first time you ever went through a car wash. You were so excited. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but anyway, back yeah. to you know, yeah, back to this. So then you know, getting home, getting dinner. And I know you think that I didn't cook all the time, but I cook. I know you cook. All I just time. I don't say you didn't cook. I just say you didn't cook well. <laughs> so what what were you? How did life change for you as you have a toddler and a newborn? Because you guys were, according to the oh. previous podcast, you guys were like the social butterflies. You guys were the party party couple. You know what we I mean? Were. Like you guys had fun. So how does life change at that point? Well, now instead of. Like, I understand you're busy, but, like, how does your social life change? Does it just disappear, or do you still try to maintain? No, no, no. It didn't disappear. A lot of people then came to our house. Okay. And so now I'm always cooking because we're having barbecues and, you know, people over. Right. And you know what? We took you guys— and it was fun. everywhere. Yeah. We took you guys everywhere. Right. It was fun. Yeah, you guys raised us pretty social. Like it's not a, it doesn't surprise me that I like talking to people because I feel like Oh, you your guys whole all, life was like that. Yeah, we were always just around people. And we and really we have been blessed with so many good friends and so many friends that still keep in touch with us. Yeah. From when you were born. Uh-huh. In fact, um s- s- Roland yeah. You know, from San Antonio. Yeah. He's hoping that he'll be able to come up for Stephen's wedding. Oh, really? I mean, you know, so that's the kind of friendships that we forged yeah. when you guys were little. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just for context, Ro- uh, Roland was a guy that I used to refer to as Uncle Roland when I was just a baby. And I still remember him. He had a, he was Mexican dude, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big Mexican family in Texas mm-hmm. and San Antonio. We would go over there. They always had food on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, I still remember him. Uh, uh, so... Did anything momentous happen in those two and a half years before you guys get the call about Alaska? I think just it was. It was just schedule, and it was just one day at a time, one day at a time, every day, same, 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 and then going back to Pennsylvania in the summer. How was money at the time? Oh my goodness, we had none. (laughs) Right? Was money hard? Oh yeah, money was hard. Now were you always? uh, Now you're like a notoriously frugal person. I would I would say like I always frugal joke. Frugal is nice. I, you're frugal. <laughs> I always joke around that the only time that I know my mother's actually proud of me is that when I buy something on a discount. <laughs> and I call, That's bad. And I say I say you'll call mom, me and tell me. Yeah, I say mom, you'll never believe I got this fucking jacket for half off. She, oh yes. my! You, she doesn't. She doesn't. If I tell her I spend one hundred and fifty dollars, she'll be so mad. But if I say I saved one hundred and fifty dollars, <laughs> even if I spent four hundred, she'll be like, that was good. That was smart. You did a good job. 
So, so you've always been frugal. I, I think. think I got that from my dad. You were raised frugal, kind of, yeah. I was. And so that, and so, were you always good with money, or did you have to learn as you go? Well, I was always pretty. I was always pretty good with money. Yeah. However, when we were, you know, when we were young uh, parents, like yeah. with you guys, um, you had you and your brother had money in the bank that you got as gifts bonds you know, and stuff bonds yeah uh, but you also had like cash money that i put in savings accounts for you which yeah. you know and so if Ca- it- cash money like the louisiana record label that's what you're talking bling bling you have you put <laughs> no <laughs> she doesn't get that joke. i Go don't ahead. get that okay so um so anyway sometimes i don't think i've ever told you this um if we were just steal from us, <laughs> so it was just a little bit short. Mm. Then I would have to borrow, like, say, fifty dollars from you, and then right away I'd put that fifty dollars back. But I in. would always charge you interest, even. <laughs> as, I'd be like, "Hey, mom, it's a fifteen percent APR on that fucking loan that I just gave you." <laughs> so, but I did have to do that on a couple of times. Really? Oh, so it got yeah. bad at times. Oh yeah. I mean, do you there, have any notorious? There, there was some rough times. Some of it. Yeah. Most of it was pretty good. Yeah. Most of it was well, pretty good. And so, at that point, you guys never, you guys didn't take military housing at the time. You bought a house in San Antonio. We right? did. We bought. So a you house guys in already San Antonio. had a house that you were oh, living yeah. in. Yeah. And so, were there any like notorious struggle stories of like, was there ever a week where you just ate ramen or something, or like, how would you? Was there any? Were there any like? Uh, oh, we had to live off macaroni and cheese for a month. No, that was in college. Oh, okay. So uh, you guys, you, you guys did pretty good. It was just paying bills and stuff on time. You might need to like borrow some money against me. It was, but I have to tell you, yeah. when we went, you know, when we went, Stephen was like two and a half, and you were five when we, yeah. you know, when we moved to Alaska. Yeah. Um. Now this probably doesn't sound like a lot of debt to people nowadays, but we we had like five thousand dollars of debt. Yeah. Well. I That's was, a lot at that time. I was beside myself because we had $5,000 worth of debt. I mean, but that included like um, uh, college loans and car payments and, you know. That's I, beside the mortgage? Well, I didn't count the mortgage. Oh, okay. oh, I'll tell you how much. Did I ever tell you how much our mortgage was? No. Oh, this Probably is. Probably so cheap. It was, no. Now, what? you're going to think that this is cheap, but this at is. At a time. Yeah. For our, our first house in San Antonio, we paid. Um, thirty three thousand seven hundred fifty dollars. <sighs> That's crazy. And it it was a lovely home. That's like yeah. what a car cost. It right? was a stone front, yeah. and was, you know T one eleven. I posted it on Twitter. If you, oh, have you? If you if you go back and lurk real hard, you can see the picture of my house in San Antonio that I was born in. And it had three bedrooms, two bathrooms, living room, dining area, kitchen, yeah, nice backyard. Nice, it was nice. One car garage. I mean, it was very nice. Yeah. Thirty three thousand dollars. I just wanted to like thirty three thousand seven hundred fifty, and our house payment, including our taxes and everything, three hundred fifty three dollars a month. So cheap. I was like, your dad wanted to buy the house. Yeah. I was like, oh my god, we can't afford that. Yeah. I mean, we can't afford that. That's crazy. Somehow what we did it, did but it. now yeah. I'm thinking, what people pay for mortgage payments today is just you know. Oh, for four my or rent, five. I pay three times that in a yeah. studio apartment. There you go. Um, that's crazy. So. Yeah, let's. I guess let's talk about what happens. How how do you guys find out that we're going to move to the state where you still reside in? I remember uh, being devastated already as a four year old or five year old when I found out that we were moving to Alaska because that's one of, because I was devastated. Well, one of my preschool <laughs> teachers told me that we wouldn't have cable TV, <laughs> and I bawled my. They, she said, "You know they don't have cable up there." I said, "No, I want my MTV." Was that Mrs. Picklesheimer? 
No, Miss Pickles. Oh, maybe. No, no. It was a it was a Latina lady for sure. She oh, had curly okay. hair. I feel like one of my daycare ladies. She, she oh, was, okay. She was, yeah. she was a nice person. I'm sure she was. Uh, so how did we find out? Oh, it was terrible. Um, well, so in the Air Force, you get stationed every few years right. to advance your career. You kind of have to move move around a lot, right? Well, they move you around. Yeah, they move you around. Like every three, four years. Yeah. Yeah. But we we had been in, your dad had been in Texas for 10 years, though. Right, because he got some extensions or what? He got extensions, and, you know, he went from like um, surgical ICU to. um, He was training people or anything like that, or no? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, he did that in Alaska. Yeah. And then he went to um, kidney, you know, hemodialysis, where he ran kidney patients on machines, and and then he went to the emergency room. So he moved around from place to place to place. So that's how we got to stay there so long. Right. And then finally, we have to move. So this is in... the story, let me, the story ahead, that I always, the way that I always tell it, and and I'll I want right. I want to know if I'm right or if I've been uh, okay. if I've been uh, misleading, yeah, telling it wrong. Mm-hmm. But so I always heard that um, the infamous story goes: <clears throat> he, you get to make a wish list of where you want to go, yes. and you get your top five places or something. Yeah. yeah, and I only know what the top two were. I don't know the other ones, so you can fill in the. Oh, blanks I don't remember. Me. I only remember the top two. So I know that the the top two were Hawaii and Alaska, right? Yes. And they tell you supposedly that you never get your top choice, right? right? So don't put don't put your favorite place that you want to go first. Mm-hmm. Put your f- place that you actually want to go second, mm-hmm. right? Put it second. And so he put Alaska as number one and Hawaii as number two in hopes that we would get moved to Hawaii. And No, opposite. He uh, put Hawaii number one and Alaska number two because I said if you're putting him for Alaska, you better be putting him for Hawaii. Yeah. Oh, okay. And so he put, so, oh my God. So he put Alaska number one or put Hawaii number one and Alaska number Didn't two. Didn't you put Ho- Hawaii number one, Alaska number two? That's what I think. Oh, see, I always remembered of you guys going like, or, uh, the way that I remember you telling it was they never give you your first choice. So we put what our, what our real first choice was second, i.e. Hawaii number two. And then all of a sudden the bad luck was you guys actually got your number one choice, nah, I think which it was, was the Alaska. Opposite. Okay. So anyway, I could be wrong. So we end up getting moved to Alaska. You get, you, Alaska gets chosen. Alaska gets chosen. Yeah. Well, you know, they say to your dad, you're going to Alaska. You're going to Elmendorf. Oh, that's an anchorage. That's an and anchorage. That, yeah. that was good. It was a good place to go to. You're right. So, so, this is probably in the month of like February or March of 1986. Yeah, we find out we're going to Elmendorf. Right, and and I'm like, which is not where I grew up. I do not <sighs> want to go to Alaska. Well, right, I do not. Right. Hold on, Dad. I do not want to go right. to Alaska. So why did Dad want to go to Alaska? Oh, I, oh, you, I liked it. you just liked no. it. Yeah, this I is. Mean, it was like from the 70s Alaska or bus type of thing. No, is that what it was? he wanted to go to Alaska because it counted counted as an overseas tour, exactly. and he didn't really want to go overseas. Oh, uh, oh, so you have to go overseas at one point. Yeah. At that time, you had to, you know, there was a, there was some point where you're going to go overseas. Oh, so, oh, so we might have had to like go to I Germany or to something. I to go to Europe, yeah, and oh. he said, "I'm not going to Europe." Oh, oh I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, so wow, my childhood could have been so oh. different. Oh, I wanted to go. Did to Hawaii Europe. count as an overseas tour? Yes, yeah. Alaska oh. and Hawaii. And it's, oh. and it's beautiful. Right, right. So now. It's kind of February, Marchish, uh-huh. and and they say you're going to Elmendorf, and they say that where we're going in the summertime or something. Right. Okay. Took the, took but, the two doll and dogs with us. Yeah, that's so, right. Hang on. Yeah. So then they, <clears throat> then a, then a couple months later, they rescind those orders, 
And they say, you're not going anywhere. There was this like Graham Rudman act or something yeah. where, you know, money was tight, you uh-huh. know, or something. And, and so we didn't go anyplace. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the year, and my principal was so happy because my principal did not want me to leave. In fact, he, he was teasing me and saying, oh, I think you should, you know, just stay down here. Barry can go to Alaska for a while and then he can come back down yeah. here. And that's what all my neighbors were saying, right, too. Right, right. Just stay here. You have a nice house. You have lots of friends. You have a good job, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So anyway, then end of school year, we get orders again. For Elmendorf, which is in Anchorage. Right. <clears throat> Hang on, Bear. So then, um, you that was 1986. You and Stephen and I mm-hmm. went back to Pennsylvania for nine and a half weeks that summer, mm-hmm. for like the whole summer. Right. And, and that was the summer Aunt Holly got married in June, and Uncle Eddie got married in August. Right. The infamous <clears throat> uh, white tuxedo that I was oh. wearing where I got maraschino cherry juice all over it. And, I was the ring bearer in Uncle Eddie's wedding. Yeah. Right? And you were like break dancing. Do, break dancing like Michael Jackson all over the floor. <laughs> oh, you were filthy by the end of the night. Yeah. Um, at one point, I think, <clears throat> sorry, Uncle Danny might have stepped on my hand. <laughs> He stepped on somebody stepped on my hand, either Uncle Tony or Uncle Danny. Somebody (laughs) stepped on my hand, and I was like, I was about to start crying, and I felt like he cut my hand. If it hurt so bad, I was like, I swear, I thought my hand was cut open. I'm like four at this time, Uh, maybe just turned five. Yeah, you had just turned five. Just turned five, and um, and he goes, oh, he goes, Lee Eric, Lee Eric. Everybody used to call me Lee Eric in Pennsylvania. (laughs) Lee Eric, Lee Eric. Don't even, don't tell your mother. Here, just take, just take this. And he gives me is either I want to say I want to say in my heart of hearts that it was a twenty. It was probably a five. He gave me a five. I never me, knew he this. He gave me a some kind of money, and I I want to say it was probably it was probably a five since it was the eighties. But in my head, I remember it as like a twenty. But I also remember that my tuxedo actually had no pockets. <laughs> the pants didn't have pockets. The jacket didn't have pockets. So I have this fucking worthless piece of paper to a five year old in my hand, and my hand fucking hurts. And I'm like, I don't want this. And I just threw it under a table. And so I might have thrown a twenty dollar bill, or it might have been a five dollar bill. I don't know. It oh might have only gosh. been a dollar. Who knows? But in my head, I went, I know. Oh, this is bad, but I I can't hold this, and I got because I got dancing to do. Well, I got you. <laughs> and so I threw it under a table, and then later I told you I said, "Man, Uncle Danny gave me a, some money, but I didn't want to hold it, so I threw it under a table." And you went, "What? <laughs> you threw out money? Because you're frugal. Because you're very frugal." Okay. Okay. So we went Back home. For, we, yeah, we went home to Philadelphia. I mean, we went, went home to Easton for a while, and then what happened? So. So now while we're back in Easton, yes. your dad calls and he says, well, we're not going to Elmendorf, Elmendorf. anymore. We're going to Eielson Air Force Base. I and said, where's, Air Force where's, Base. where's that? It was, it, it was a good He yeah. says, it's in Fairbanks, Alaska. And I'm like, what? Where's Fairbanks, Alaska? Yeah. And so I was so depressed. So he's so we we're supposed did, like. Did you know what Anchorage was at the yeah. time? No. Like Anchorage was the big was, Anchorage is the bigger, is bigger city in Fairbanks yeah. is the second biggest city. Yeah, yeah. So so then he so then we we're supposed to leave like in September or something, mm-hmm. and I said, oh my god. So now we're so now we're in Pennsylvania, summertime. We're going Water to Eielson Air really Force hot. Base in Interior Alaska. Mm-hmm. So I write a letter of resignation. For my job at Five Palms Elementary School, mm-hmm. and I send it, I send it in, mm-hmm. and now I'm so depressed because now I have to go home after yeah, <clears throat> after up. August 23rd because that's when your brother got married. I had to figure out how I was going to sell the house, 
Whose brother got married? We talking my about your brother. brother. My brother. Did I say you your said brother? your brother. Oh, I meant my brother. My, <laughs> so my brother got married. You got the wedding on the mind because my brother is getting married. <laughs> I know in June, and so, so anyway, then he calls me. So I send this in. Yeah. Then he he calls me back again. Your principal? That's what you're talking about? Or who no. Talking about? Now Dad calls me oh, back again. Oh, okay, he yeah. says, "Oh, now we're going to Isleson Air Force Base, but we don't have to be there till the end of October." Oh, so and I'm but like, did you guys? Oh my God! Yeah, I've so, already resigned from my job. But you guys had time off now because well, of that. Yeah, time yeah, off, was, but that meant no was, money. Oh. And so, that's what, but didn't, doesn't he have a paycheck the whole time while you're doing that? Yeah, yeah, but a little paycheck. Oh, right. You know, we needed to be a two-income family, right? Um, to pay our three hundred fifty-three dollar right. a month mortgage. So what time? Okay, so this is in August that you find this out. Is that what you said? Find that out in August, and you have to be there in October. In October. When do you guys decide that we're going to take the epic road trip that we took? Well, so here's what happens. Yeah. So now we go back. Now we go back to San Antonio. Right. I go back with you boys to San Antonio. And I don't know. I talked to my principal. And, well, I, I think that I called him or, you know, like oh, right try, before You were going to, like, left. try to squeeze in one month of teaching or something? No. He says to me, yeah. um, Karen, I have too many kids. And I was teaching fourth grade for yeah. four years there. You know, for four years I was teaching fourth grade. And he said, Karen, I have so many kids in third grade. Um I need to hire another teacher. He said, now, when are you leaving? I said, well, I'm not leaving until, you know, like the beginning of October because we're going to have to, you know, be in Alaska by the end of October. And uh, he said, well, Elsie and Hilda, two of the third grade teachers, yeah. um, said that they would do everything to get your room ready and have, you know, if you would teach third grade. Uh-huh. And, and, you know, he said, I would hire you back. You know, till you left, like for the first six weeks, because we were on six weeks there, not nine weeks. And so I said, oh, but I can't afford to come back if I'm only getting paid as a sub. He said, don't you worry about that. We'll make sure that you get, you know, regular teacher salary. I said, okay. Uh And so we come back from the wedding and bam, like the, you know, two days later, I'm at work again. Right. And you guys are in daycare and I'm trying to sell the house. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's what ends up happening. And then we decide that. We're going to drive from San Antonio to Seattle. So we take. Why does that decision come up? Uh, Just because you guys wanted to keep the cars? Oh, because I couldn't afford to ship my car all the way from there. They only ship cars from certain places. So Seattle was one of the places, and they would only ship they would only ship one car. Uh And so we shipped the heavier car because that would be the more expensive. Which was what a Dodge Ram or something, Uh Ford Bronco, a Dodge Ram Charger. Okay. Um, that had no insulation in it. (laughs) Uh It was like freezing up in up in Alaska. Uh Um. So anyway, then we. So we took this two-week road trip, and uh, we had a great time, actually. Yeah, I, I mean, do you remember I, that? I, well, no, that's I kind of do, kind of don't. So I would love to hear stories about that. I kind of remember the trip, like I remember that we took the trip, and mm-hmm. I remember for some reason I, re- I feel like we were in Salt Lake City for a couple of days. Oh, with, we were. with our cousins, it was like that. not with yeah. our cousins. It was just us. In fact, we weren't even going to go to Salt Lake City. I thought for some reason that like Aunt Pam was living there or something. Didn't we? Oh. See- we saw Aunt Pam in the state of Washington. Oh, okay. So, 
up by the Cooley Dam. I don't really remember much of that trip, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, but I would also just like to hear it, like what stuff that we did, because mm-hmm. I do remember some funny stuff from it, like having walkie-talkies on the highway, <laughs> and I remember like sleeping with the dog in the car a lot. Like, like mm-hmm. we, I had, we had Loki, and he, and Stephen had, or Dad had Stephen and Daisy, or yeah. Stephen no. and Grover. <clears throat> no, we no? didn't. Loki was the only Loki was the oh, only yeah, dog Grover that had we took. run away at that point mm-hmm. or gotten stolen. Mm-hmm. That's right. And um, I had Steven and Dad had you and Loki. Oh, okay, that's what it was. And do because you remember I that song be- you were listening to the whole time? No. Barry, what was that song? Eye of the Tiger or something? Oh yeah, so, Eye of the Tiger. That was you my must have listened to that like. Dad said he, he was playing it over and over and over Fuck because you yeah. wanted to listen to it. It's because pr- it, it was in Rocky, probably. <laughs> Yo, shout! I just watched Creed. Man, shout out to Creed. That movie was tight. Cried my eyes out. I love Rocky. Oh, don't I love tell me the what whole, happened. I can't wait to see it's Creed. It's great. It was. It? It's a great reboot to the series. Oh, good. I love Rocky. Mm. And so I had the Tiger. I love Rocky, too. There you go. Uh, that's funny that I was listening to Eye of the Tiger because that's like the most, oh, that's the most cliche yeah. 80s song at this point. Like, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. That okay. Yeah. Funny. So I, that's right. I rolled in the, in the Ram with dad. It was white with red pinstripes, right? Yes. And I rolled in that with him because I was the more relaxed child mm-hmm. and Steven, if Steven was around him, would probably be freaking out the whole time. Huh? Mm-hmm. Well, and <clears throat> Steven was only two and a half and yeah. he had just gotten toilet trained yeah. and he did great on that trip. He just, he was, he did great on that yeah. trip. Did you guys have events planned out or like uh, stuff to do on the road trip that you wanted to stop at or was it just kind of like a beeline? No, it was not a beeline. It was a meandering trip, right? It was a meandering yeah. trip. We Where'd w- you guys go? We went through, um, well, we went through Texas and then we went through the the corner there of, uh, there, there's some kind of real pretty pass in New Mexico that we yeah. went through uh-huh. and then we went up through Colorado and we stayed in- Did we ride horses somewhere? You did. Yeah. Yeah. We stayed in Golden, Colorado with yeah. dad's friends, yeah. um, Mike and Gloria Whitehair yeah. mm-hmm. and they had horses mm. and oh, they lived so high up. They must've lived- 10,000 feet up. I mean, mm. or eight or 10,000 feet Way up in up. elevation. I feel yeah, mm-hmm. good. So it was really, it was fun at their house. You guys it's, had a great time there. Yeah. It was and, a lot of fun. And where else? <clears throat> and then we weren't going to go to Salt Lake City, but as we were driving, and, and you said walkie talkies, yeah, this is how it worked. You, Dad, and, and Loki were in the, the Ram. Ram, and you were the first car, mm. and I had the Bronco too with Steven, and I was the second car. And, but, I was the navigator, mm. and so we'd use the walkie-talkies. So the funny part was, when your dad wanted to talk to me, he would just take his walkie-talkie, hold it up, and then shake it like you know, like this, right, so right. I could see it. So, and then I'd you know I'd say hi, and then he'd say okay, which way do I go, or you know whatever. Right. And then, but when I wanted to talk to him. I would like use my walkie-talkie. I would beat my horn. I would flick my lights off and on. He just totally ignore me. <laughs> totally hey, ignore me. We were too busy having the uh, eye of the tiger. We were too busy singing. <laughs> we were too busy. So <clears throat> anyway, I managed to get us through every big city at rush hour, uh-huh. wherever we went. Uh huh. So I don't know how I decided on Salt Lake City because we had kind of passed it yeah. and went up. And then I said, oh, you know what? 
Um, I heard Salt Lake City is really pretty, and you know the weather's been really beautiful because it was autumn. Yeah. And I said, and they're having a Muppet show, a Muppet display there. Is so, that where we watched the Muppet display? That's where we went to that whole Dude, a, Muppet. A museum. A museum, right? like I a always, Muppet museum. I always thought that was a made-up memory no, of mine. No, I no. fucking really remember <laughs> going really? into a room because I used to love the Muppets. I remember going <laughs> into a room love the Muppets. and I saw one of the one of the giant Muppet puppets was. Was like <laughs> half it was half puppet half exoskeleton and, and i was like holy shit like i was like seeing the skeleton of the muppet like how they made it and i was just i just remember and i remember like seeing kermit the frog there everything freaking out everything the, uh, you loved the, it. like fraggle rock yep oh fraggle rock Dude, everything that's who okay so the fraggle rock the big the big like bad guy from fraggle rock that's mm-hmm. who was uh, half deconstructed so you could see like oh. the you could see the wood that was holding him together remember so, that? i don't know i that's a very vivid memory of mine but for for some reason, I've always associated with that. For some reason, thinking that we were in New York City. No, but it was Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City. No shit, I remember that for <clears throat> and sure. And then they—I don't remember where it was in Salt Lake City, but yeah. there was this long concrete path, yeah. and then out of the middle of the path were um, water fountains, yeah. and they spritzed up at different times. And you guys were running around just having a grand old time. Nice. Oh, you loved it. That's funny because I spent a lot of time in Salt Lake City as an adult now too. Oh, like well, Park City and Salt Lake. It is beautiful there. <clears throat> And I always say Park City is like a, a rich version of Alaska. Oh, really? Oh, it is. It's it's like Alaska if Alaska weren't as white trash as it hey, is. Hey, <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Don't you diss my state. <laughs> No, but it is like Park City is like everything. Or me. I think Park City is like uh it's like the Alaska that you see on TV. You know, oh, like okay. beautiful mountains oh, yeah. and trees everywhere and rivers and stuff. Kind of like, like where we live. <laughs> yeah, not I mean, dude, Fairbanks is really flat. I know. It's flat and it's all like there's only six indig- indigenous trees. Like it's not exciting nature really. Anyway, that's I'm, anyway, I'm that's another story. So yeah, you guys uh drive through Salt Lake and also we stopped in Colorado Springs. Well, before that we stopped in Colorado Springs for the afternoon and we went to to a really cool place there. I can't remember what it's called, like the Seven Hills or something like yeah. that. Seven yeah, beautiful hills, hills or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I'll and I'll never forget. You guys were so cute. There was this little squirrel that you were trying to feed, and you guys were tiptoeing up trying to feed this little squirrel. Oh, that's cool that you let us get rabies. No, <laughs> Jeez. You make me sound like a no, bad I'm just mom. Kidding, kidding. But you know, because we had the dog with us. Yeah. We would stop whenever we we would see a big rest area, and then you guys would have a frisbee, and you'd play frisbee with your dad, and the dog would run around, and it was it was really a nice trip. And so then after Salt Lake, where do we do we go west and go up the coast? After Salt Lake, we went up through Oregon, I guess. Yeah, and then you end up in Seattle. And, and- well, no, we end up on in kind of western Washington, I guess, or maybe it's mid-Washington. I'm not sure where the Cooley Dam is. It was called Electric City. Yeah, uh, I can't remember exactly where, where it is. Um, <clears throat> I'm not west. I'm in east, east yeah. or central. And it just so happened that your Aunt Pam and your Uncle Alan and Justin were out there visiting, you know, some relative. Oh, crazy. <clears throat> and so we ended up staying there. And it was really fun. You got to play with, you know, you got your you cousins played together, you and Justin and Steven, and you guys had a great time. Mm. And we have some pictures of that. Mm. And But the scary thing that happened was that the four of us, Aunt Pam, Uncle Alan, and Justin, I forget where we went somewhere, but Uncle Alan's dad, I guess, was mm. there, and we left Loki there. Mm-hmm. I think he was tied up outside. Well, somehow... Loki got loose, mm. and we almost lost him. Mm. And, but 
Uncle Alan's dad or whoever it was went and found him before mm. we got home. Thank God. That would have just been a disaster. Mm-hmm. And then after we got finished there, then we went over to um, Western Washington to Seattle, Tacoma area. And we and stayed there pretty, for like that four was days. There too. Yeah, it I like was, Seattle. It was very as well. pretty. Um, we went to this point. To, Point Defiance Zoo and Aquarium. Uh-huh. That was really cool. Oh, and we have the funniest picture of you. I got to find it. We went to some mall in Tacoma, and you're standing out there with your jeans on and your cowboy boots and a little shirt and suspenders, and you're like all about your suspenders and your you. cowboy yeah. boots. <laughs> it oh, was yeah. so cute. Hey, swagging on them from an early age. <laughs> you were. You're like, oh, I used to. I, I mean, I remember I always had a cowboy hat on. I feel oh, like I still probably yeah. have that dark brown, like chocolate brown uh, uh, yeah. cowboy hat, and that had pins on it and stuff. Oh, yeah. I probably still have that somewhere. Somewhere. Because you never throw anything out. I That's another story I'm trying too. to throw stuff out. Um, I do have one uh, vague memory of the trip uh, right before we put the cars on the uh, whatever. What is this? Oh, uh, like the barge. Yeah, on mm-hmm. a barge to get it shipped up there. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember being at the place where you paid to get that done mm-hmm. and making a good impression on the lady behind the desk, and she gave me a magnet that I feel like we still have. We right? still have it. Yeah. I'll have to give that one to you. Yeah. And. Oh my gosh! I don't you, know why, but I still remember you that. You sweet talked her. Well, she she thought you that were all that. A lot of people I'm glad that you've updated your slang for the <laughs> for 216. New year, new slang. I was all that. <laughs> Wait, <clears throat> what should I have said? Oh, you were so lit, fam. You, oh, no, you were so lit. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That one so, just doesn't sound right to so, me. So okay, so <laughs> so this lady well, falls in love out. with you, yeah. and she said, and you were looking at that magnet and kind of playing with that magnet. Because it had like seagulls and seashells. Yes, it was like just a cool looking magnet. It, it was. was like looked like driftwood with it, a beach scene. It, how do you remember that? I just remember it. I don't know. And so she says, "Oh, Lee, um, you're going all the way to Alaska. I'm going to let you take that with you." And you're like, "Oh, thank you." And I'm like, "Oh, no, 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 you don't have to do that." And she goes, "Oh, I." want to oh he is so adorable yeah so after we made out she gave me the magnet <laughs> and we still have it to this day yeah. no that's funny I so then what we I hop- really don't throw anything so away. then we hop on a plane right or we, what we yeah. do oh my gosh that was the, another thing. okay so we hop on a plane so we hop on a plane yeah. but when we go to the airport that day it is absolutely pouring i mean it's raining cats and dogs so now it's the four of us the dog a big carrier crate, two suitcases for dad, two suitcases for me, two for you. So eight it's suitcases. basically all of your stuff. It was everything that we could take, yeah. you know, on a plane. Yeah. Um, that was legal. You what, know. what did you do with your furniture? You have a, mo- a mover take it up? Okay, oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. That was all shipped. Yeah, you yeah. go, the, the Air Force pays for that? They yeah. did. Okay. And actually, they do two things, like, you know, whole baggage, and, and then they do your stuff that gets shipped up longer. So we took as much as we could with us. Right. And then we had our—when we moved in, we had a little bit of stuff, you mm-hmm. know, that came. And then finally we got the rest yeah, of right. our stuff. Yeah. So anyway, we get to Alaska. And it's October. It's October. And it's like October 26, 1986. Cold. There was already snow, right? Oh my god. <laughs> so I, I remember showing up. I remember getting there and we were kind of staying in like this military hotel type of thing that they yep. put families in before yep. you get your assigned housing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember just being like, "Whoa, like 
that's a lot of snow outside mm-hmm. and we didn't even have snow pants or anything yet right we had to like go buy that we had to well, go buy snow get, pants and boots ours, you know because we were you, know, you got military issued ones yeah right? so okay. oh my gosh but i'll never forget we get picked up at the airport by your dad's sponsor. Mm-hmm. I can't remember her name right now. Mm-hmm. And so she she lived in Salsha. Mm-hmm. And she um, she picks us up and she takes us to where we're going to put the dog in a kennel because you're not allowed to have dogs in this place where we're staying, the Sourdough Inn, which was, right. you know, oh, an yeah, Iowa Air Force Base. And anyway. so I felt <laughs> like we were... In the middle of nowhere. And mm-hmm. do you know where it is? Um, it was by where Sherry and Lee Merrick live, off of Plaque, off of Otter and Ermin back Sourdough there. Sourdough Inn was? No, oh. the dog kennel. Oh, the kennel. Place. Okay, it was okay. in North Pole, basically, oh, kind so, of across oh, so the like, highway from yeah, where he's we like live. a half hour away from us, yeah. then, 20 minutes away. Oh, yeah. And when I had to leave the dog there, oh, I just thought I was going to die because, yeah. you know, he was always with us. Uh-huh. And, um, so anyhow, then then we drop the dog off. And then they take us to Ielsen. Mm-hmm. We get on the base. And back then, it was just a very thin two-street road with trees, you know, very close to the road on each side. It's not like that now. You know what it mm-hmm. looks like mm-hmm. now. They, mm-hmm. you know, took down a lot of trees. And um, anyway, we're driving. Shout out to killing the environment, Air Force. <laughs> driving and driving and driving. And I'm like, are we ever going to get to like where the base is and she says we're on the base and i'm like there's nothing here except for trees trees and more trees so we finally get to the sourdough and we're on the second floor why is that what's what's bad about that well god two little kids second floor you were five he was two and a half you know that's a lot of up and down you know for me with all the suitcases and you know doing everything for you guys because now where's your dad your dad's going off for work. Uh, I, somebody loaned him a car. Uh-huh. And then here I am with two kids trying to walk you to school, you know, to get you to school the next day. Uh-huh. Um, and wow, so, so I started school like the first day that we got there? Well, it's the next day after. No yeah, shit. we got there. And uh-huh. then the next day I yeah. took you and enrolled you. Yeah. And you started school. And that, and he was a good kid, too. I, uh, yes, you were. I don't know good. what happened. Uh, so. Ahead. So anyway, yeah, yeah, we get there and it's cold and there's snow and I'm like, oh, oh no, I should have stayed in San Antonio. This right. is terrible. Well, so did you go through another thing? Uh, in a previous podcast, you talked about when you moved to Texas, you just cried and cried and cried. You were so sad to be away from oh. home or and in college, you cried and cried and cried. You're so sad to be from home. So when you get to Alaska, do you just cry I and cry? I cried and cried and cried. And cried and I did you? I wanted to go back to San Antonio. Did you? Like, I did. Well, so don't you think that that was like becoming an ongoing theme in your life where like you move <laughs> and you hate it, but then you eventually get beaten into loving it? I know. And then everybody always says to me, you know what? You really you really adjust to wherever you are. Well, that's why I always say you should move down here. And you're like, I don't have any friends down here. I don't know anybody. What would I do down here? I said, Mom, you fucking talk to everybody. <laughs> you make friends out of everybody. Like, what are you talking about? You'll be, a, a, you'll be climatized and acclimated to this place very quickly. Uh, so you would, you would cry for the first three weeks like you did in, oh. in college and San Antonio and Alaska. And then, and then you would be fine. And, and I'd be they, fine. And, and the, it was, so, I loved it. Alaska? So, yeah. So this place that the sourdough in, right. it's like a little living room. A little tiny galley kitchen. Two people couldn't even fit in it and turn around at the same time. Uh One bathroom and one bedroom. Right. 
So now we have you kids sleeping on, you know, pull-out sofas, pull-out chairs. Dad and I are sleeping in the bedroom, one bathroom. How long were we there for? I feel like we were there kind of for a long time. We were there for like... I don't know, three weeks maybe. Because you were very picky about the house we were going to end up in on base, right? Was it that bad? Well, yes. Do you want to hear that story for real? Yeah. I I remember going to a few of them and being like, oh, fuck, this is where we're going to have to live. Oh, my god! Even as a five-year-old, I remember being like, this is where we're going to have to live? This sucks. Because we had a really nice house in San Antonio, right? right? (laughs) Yeah. So so they show us this one house on Kodiak Street um, down by the baseball fields, you know? And and so they're trying to sell it like this. You guys know where that's at, right? Oh. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. <laughs> so they're trying to sell it like, oh, it's really close to the school and it's really close to the baseball fields. And so they take us into this house. Dad's carrying you and I'm carrying Steven because it's snow and everything. And it, you walk in. It's this little kitchen. The dishwasher's so old, you have to roll it. And then use a hose to put it, attach it to the sink so you can use the dishwasher. The kitchen is like a dirty little galley kitchen. The living room had like an old hardwood floor that wasn't done up very nicely. Uh And our furniture wouldn't have even fit into it. Upstairs, three bedrooms. The one bedroom was as big as a closet. I mean, Uh it was so small, I don't even think a a single bed would barely fit in there. And it had one bathroom upstairs that was in worse shape than the bathroom at my grandmother's house when I was growing up. So we walk out of the—oh, and it had— a basement, but the ba- but that unit was like a middle unit, yeah. so it had all of the furnace and thing in it in oh, it for yeah. the eight plex. Yeah, it did not have a garage. Uh-huh. It only had room for one parking space. Yep. The other car would have had to have been parked like a block up in wow. some big parking lot. Wow. Now I have two little kids, yeah. five and two and a half, right? And so I say to your dad when we walk out of there. I am not living there. I, mm-hmm. Oh, I was crying. Mm-hmm. I I was like, I can't believe you brought me to this place. I hate it here. I don't want to be here. Blah, 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 blah. I mean, I was like, you know, my typical, know what that is. Italy, my typical Italian self. And so <clears throat> dad and I go over to the housing and we meet this lovely, lovely lady named Karen. And, um, and dad's holding you and you're being like a perfect angel. I'm kind hold- of a theme that we have going on. <laughs> I'm holding Stephen, who actually was being a perfect angel, yeah. and he was a big boy, and I was holding him, and he fell asleep, like you know, on yeah. my shoulder while I was holding him. And she says to me, she said, "Well, what do you think about that house?" And I just broke down into tears, uh-huh. and I said, "I can't believe I'm here. That is the worst house I have ever seen." Yeah. I said, "I will not live there. I will not." Uh-huh. And so. Um, she said, I said, I heard that you can turn down houses. How many houses can you turn down? Uh And she said, you can only turn down one house. And Uh I said, oh my gosh. I said, well, you know, what are my options? She better show me the best one next, right? (laughs) So she says to me, she was a darling woman. Uh She said to me, Karen, if you can trust me. And if you can stay in the sourdough inn for a couple more, you know, like almost three more weeks. Uh I know it's crowded in there with two little kids. She said, I will have a house. Now, I won't be able to show it to you because people are still living there. Uh But if you trust me on this one, I promise you that you will like this house. And at that point, I just said, 
okay, I have faith. Yeah. I will trust you. And that's how we got 4957A Taku. Taku Avenue. Ta- Shout out to Taku <laughs> Avenue. It's not there anymore. Not but there anymore. I'll say that was a nice house. <laughs> it and was we a were, nice house. We were way off on the far side oh, of the base. Yeah. I grew up where like it was pretty much only the kids on my street were the only option that I had to hang out with because we were so far away from everybody else, it seemed yep. like, kind of. Like, it was we're, nice. We and were that, off in a corner, and they were like new houses, And there of. were new houses, and yeah. there was a football field right there, yeah. and there was a playground behind us, right. oh, and the a play, basketball the, court. Yeah, the basketball court and playground were so close to our house that yep. the first time that I saw them and I saw other kids playing on them, I looked out and I said, I go, Mom. There's some kids on my playground. Those kids are using my stuff. And you said, no, no, no. That's a public playground. It's not yours. But it was so close to our house that I thought it was ours. It was. It was right, out, it was right outside our right, backyard. Yeah. Like, we eventually, like two steps. We eventually built a fence, but it was like mm-hmm. it was like right outside the fence. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was so close to our bedrooms that in the summertime, when dad had to go to work in the morning, he'd yell out after 10 o'clock and say, all right, that's enough. Everybody go home. That's funny. <laughs> I, I did that. He did. So what did you think when you saw that house? So when we went in, I was astounded. It had a mud room, and then it had um, uh, uh, half a bathroom downstairs with a washer and dryer. Had a a little galley kitchen, but very nice. A a carpeted dining area, living room, a den downstairs. Uh, Do you remember that den? I remember the den. And then upstairs, it had three bedrooms. And and then like another room that was like it was a storage closet, but it was like as big as the third bedroom in yeah, that first yeah. house that we looked at it. Right. Plus it had two bathrooms upstairs. So yeah. it had two and a half bathrooms and three bedrooms in that big storage closet. Yeah. So you like den. it. You like oh, it. You're, getting yeah. very, you're getting very architecture digest. Oh, right sorry. Now. No, it's fine. <clears throat> uh, so you liked the house and you, you move your stuff in. By that point, was all of our stuff up there? No, no. How long did that take? <laughs> oh, I think maybe we got everything by the end of November, maybe. Oh, wow. So it was a while. Yeah, we were up there probably a month before we got everything. Uh-huh. I don't even know if we had any everything at Thanksgiving. I know I didn't cook at home that very first Thanksgiving. We ate at the, at, well, what we called the chow hall. Yeah. Now they call the dining hall. Well, do you? I, I remember that. Do you? I remember our first Thanksgiving in Alaska, and you know why I remember it? Mm. There, there were these little moments in my life where I started to think, like, oh, I must be funny because people laugh at me, <laughs> right? And so <laughs> this was one of them. <laughs> this, this was one of them. Was uh, We go to the chow hall to have Thanksgiving. And even, okay, so the funny thing is that mm. even at that age, I, I thought, like, damn, we're poor. We're like, <laughs> we're like, we're going to a fucking, we're going to get, like, our free Thanksgiving. You know, It wasn't like, free. We had to pay for it. It felt like it felt like we were getting charity. That's what it felt like to me. I was like, we're not having Thanksgiving at home. Like, damn, we're poor. We're in Alaska. We're fucking poor. And so, anyways, uh, I because I, I remember I remember thinking like, damn, we're gonna oh, they're just gonna give us sliced turkey. I was like, that's what they give at school lunch, basically. I was like, I, I want to see the the cartoon version of the turkey. Like, I want that turkey that you see on like Bugs Bunny cartoons, you know. And so I said, mom. We're just going to have turkey slices. I was like, I want a bird that looks like this. And I like tucked my hands behind my back and my leg up like it was like a turkey with the legs tied behind it. You know? And you said, wait, you start laughing like that. You said, what? I said, you know, like on Bugs Bunny, I want a turkey that looks like that. And you made me show the guys that were serving the food. Because it was like a buffet style where you like uh-huh. you go down the line and they would put stuff on your cafeteria tray. And you said, hey, show the guy what kind of turkey you want. I said, I want a turkey like this. And they all started laughing, too, and I was like, oh, shit, I'm funny. So, anyways, that's my memory of our first Thanksgiving in in, in Alaska. I forgot. 
That was that was very funny. Oh my gosh! Do you remember that, or am I making it no. up? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, you did. Yeah. You, you were very funny. Okay. So. Uh, so yeah. So we we ate, oh, but I forgot to tell you about the first Halloween when we were in the sour oh, Do you remember that? Oh, I hated it. Oh no, I don't remember the first time. I remember my first Halloween on Taku Avenue, but not at the sour Inn. At the sour Inn. we had uh, just- to this day. I hate Halloween because of Alaska, though. So go ahead. <laughs> So, so it's October, you know, we get there October 26th, right? And so Halloween's the 31st. And so you, you, you know, you guys want to go out trick or treat. <laughs> it's like so cold. Yeah. And so dad had to figure out like costumes. Dad was always the costume person. Yeah. He figured out costumes for you guys and to put over snowsuits. Right. And so, you know, we took you out trick or treating and you didn't want to stay out very long because it was pretty darn cold out. Yeah. That was, ugh. but anyway, that was like our, that was our first like main event there was halloween and Uh then then thanksgiving um so you say i start school right after we get there like the day after i get there and and this is my first time going to like actual school and i was like a few months i started a few months after everybody else must have no you you went to kindergarten in texas but but down there and a lot of daycare centers, they yeah. had like a, a certified kindergarten teacher teaching kindergarten all day. Because that was so you f- you you went to kindergarten in Texas all day. Right. That's what I was thinking. Is that <clears throat> I used to go to school from like you know whenever yeah. you would drop me off until yep. you would pick me up sometimes, right? At yep. like five or something, yeah. or like after school, yep. after you got off work. Mm-hmm. And so I do remember like the first day of school, the first day of kindergarten in Miss Buckaloo's class. Mm-hmm. Shout out Miss Buckaloo. I remember leaving class at like noon or something after having been. Two and a half hours. And I go, that's it? That's exactly. I picked you up and you said, mom. I said, what? You said, was that it? Right, because I remember the hallway started laughing at all the all the parents started laughing at that. I said, "What the fuck are they laughing at?" School was like a long time in Texas; like we were only there for a couple hours. And then you said, "Yeah, I already knew everything that we did today." Oh shit! <laughs> I, said, I was an asshole from an early age. So, so I said, "Well, if you know all the things that she's teaching, yeah. then maybe you can be like a good Samaritan and you can help other people who are having problems learn it better." What did I say? Mom! <laughs> oh, shit. That's funny. Oh, man. So, I know. <laughs> Life wasn't always easy. Do you, you remember? Okay, I, you wouldn't remember this, but one of my memories from Ms. Buckaloo's class, yeah. she's teaching us about animals one day in like a big group circle or something. Uh-huh. And, uh, She's like, yeah, animals, you know, and she's like the rhinoceros and and she's like rhinoceroses can actually wiggle their ears to uh <laughs> to get rid of flies and stuff or whatever, right? So you don't tell me you start wiggling no, your ears. No, so I go and she goes, "Humans can't wiggle their ears." I raise my hand. <laughs> yes, I, I can. I said, "Hey, Miss Buckaloo, I can wiggle my ears." She says, "She's like, "No, you can't." And I say, "Watch." And I, <laughs> I point at my ear and I start wiggling them. And she's like busting up laughing. And, and then all their kids in the class are like, they're like, I could probably do that too. And they're trying to do it. And, and, and she goes, no, you're not wiggling your ears. And I was like, I, <laughs> good snowing. That's one of the lessons that I remember. It was like, I was like, man, she said humans can't, humans can't wiggle their ears. I said, that's a bullshit because oh I will, sh- I will show you. Um, I've always had human body tricks since I was a very young kid. Yes, you have. Like weird abdominal control and ear wiggling and making weird noises, like always weird shit like that. Okay, so uh, 
Oh my! <laughs> what were you doing? What was your life like after uh, you, after you get to Taku Avenue? And I'm finally you're getting a little bit of a break from me because I'm going to kindergarten. But you're at home with Stephen, and you don't have a job yet, right? Right, because I said, um, well, I don't know how the school system works up here. Yeah, and I didn't have an Alaska teaching certificate. I had a Pennsylvania teaching certificate and a Texas teaching certificate, and neither of those were reciprocal with Alaska. Mm. So I had to get an, a third teaching certificate. How do you do that? I had to take um, some Alaska history course yeah. and some cross-cultural course. Yeah. And so here's then, a generational question. And then I got it. I wouldn't even know where to get started back then because nowadays if I was going to go, how do I get a California teacher's thing? I would just Google it on my phone and find out instantly. So how do you oh. find out – like how do you get on the path to going like I need to do this. Here's how I'm going to do it. Oh, well, I called the school district. Okay. And I said, you know, what do I need to do? And uh-huh. then they – they mailed me information, uh-huh. and then I went to the University uh-huh. of Alaska Fairbanks and said, "Okay, I shout need- out UAF." Yeah, um, what do I need to do? Uh-huh. And then they told me what to do, and then I had to sign up for classes and do it. Yeah, and how and long was, of a process was and it? And it was a good um, time to do it. Hell it yeah, it was a good time to do it. Um, what? How long of a process? Well, you know, I think I did it. Oh, I did it that year. Yeah. Because I had to go to school. You know, I just took classes. Yeah. Like oh, I so went to you college. had to like go back to college. I went to back again. to college. Yeah. How many classes was it? I took three classes, About. I think. Okay. And so mm-hmm. then you get your certification and you start the hunt for a job. Mm-hmm. Well, for the first like couple of weeks that you're in that house, like dad's off at work and mm-hmm. you're by yourself with Steve, like how was your mental fortitude at that point? Well, at that point, <clears throat> it was getting dark and cold and I was not used to that. And so I think two days a week, I took your brother to Moms and Tots, it was called, like mm-hmm. at the Youth Center gym. Mm-hmm. And that's where I met um, Betsy, Betsy Rogers. Who's that? She was like my first friend in Alaska. Okay. Um, What did you, did you guys hang out? Yeah. So then we hung out. Well, you, you remember her, her kids, um, Christopher and Jonathan. I don't, but I believe you. Oh, okay. So anyway, they're the ones who, who, um, that TV show remade their house. Oh, I remember you telling me about that, but I don't have any recollection. That, that's too early. Like the, fir- oh, okay. the first friend that I remember was Spencer. Spencer. Yeah. So, so anyway, we would take the kids over to the youth center for moms and tots. Yeah. And then one day I would take Stephen to pre uh, to the library for like a preschool story time. Uh-huh. So we would do stuff uh-huh. while you were at school, and then we would. And pick were you, you up. out doing Karen type stuff? Like when you would go out, you would like talk to everybody and just like get the info. And were oh you like yeah, I was your social butterfly. I was trying up? to figure out like, okay, how yeah. am I going to fit in here, and what's my world going to be like? Right, right. And then, and that's also. <laughs> Excuse me. When I started um, going back to church again, uh-huh. so I met a lot of people at church. Uh-huh. So that was really nice too. Uh-huh. And then, um, and I didn't sub or do anything at the school that first year. Like from when we got there in October, mm-hmm. I didn't start subbing to, until the next October, like October of 1987. Oh, so you were out of work for a whole year. Mm-hmm. So how was well, that monetary? Because, well, terrible. Because yeah. I, well, the good. But here's the good thing. Yeah. The good thing was that when we when we sold the house, you had a little bit of we scratch. Got, we got five thousand dollars, and I paid yeah. off all of our debts, yeah. so we had no debts. Right. And then um, I started paying. Then I said to myself, "What I always say to you, I only am going to spend every month how much I can pay off." Right. And so that's what I started doing. I yeah. wouldn't 
charge any more than I could pay off. And then when I went back to get my master's degree, I paid everything cash. Uh And then I didn't have any more debt. Right. Um, So, you know, just a little bit at a time. I just didn't get crazy about stuff. So that first year, though, when you're out without work, did you feel like you're going a little crazy? Were you bored? Oh, you know what my highlight of the day was? What? Days of our lives. Santa Barbara. Oh, no, but those are two good things. Uh, Mar- those are soap operas. March 23rd, 1987, I started watching The Bold and the Beautiful. Oh, <laughs> that was your saving grace? I watched that for 30 minutes a day. Yeah. And and I waited for the mailman to come. And that was the highlight of your day? That was Those were the highlights of my day. That well, sounds, and picking you up at school, you know. Sounds so miserably boring. It was terrible. And now you're not going to believe this, and you won't remember this. What? Um, I used to vacuum twice a week when we lived in that house. Now I know you don't believe that. I, I don't. I don't disbelieve it. But I, don't I, know. I used to. That's what I used to do. I used yeah. to vacuum. I used to clean. I used yeah. to clean the bathrooms just to make the days go so by. So you, you were like a bored housewife uh, of Ileson. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't wait to go back to work. Nothing against you and your brother and being with you two. Yeah, shots fired at you, <laughs> fucking kids. Jesus. <laughs> no. I'm sorry that you hated us. No, I I'm did kidding. not hate you. I'm kidding, I'm but kidding. no, what also I used to do is like when it got to be like. Thanksgiving yeah. and you know different holidays I would do like like school things with you guys like we used to make headbands with feathers on and then yeah. run around the right. house playing uh. like Indians and Pilgrims so you would practice stuff. teaching on us I did yeah I did early memories that I have of Ileson are um my first memories of Nickelodeon I, oh. I feel like we might have watched the first episode the premiere episode of uh <laughs> of uh Double Dare Oh my gosh. I think that we might have sat and accidentally seen the premiere of that. I could be wrong, but I feel like that mm. happened in my life. Like it was the first episode of Double Dare. Or it might have just been I remember watching Double Dare the first time mm-hmm. and thinking that it was the first episode ever. I don't know. Mm. Uh, anyway, that I, remember I don't that. remember. So uh, what I was going to say, we brought up Spencer a second ago. Mm-hmm. Was it a thing? I, I feel like this is a thing, and it might be a universal parenting thing. Mm-hmm. Where sometimes you accidentally meet lifelong friends just because like you happen to have kids that are the same age mm-hmm. and then you realize that you you guys could get along as mm-hmm. adult friends too. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like the, maybe the first family that we met was Spencer's family. And did mm-hmm. you did you guys like uh, shout out to Armida Yee. You know? Hi, Mid. And so, like, did you guys? Did you guys? Uh, after Spencer and I met, and I, I mm-hmm. remember I, we were a quick bond, and oh, I would ha- yeah. I would hang out with him. He would hang out over at our house. Mm-hmm. Did you meet his parents pretty quick? And did, was that an early? Because they went to church with us. Because they, they did, and you know what? She was the secretary at the church, right? And then you and Spencer became really good friends, and then Armida and Gary, you know, became good friends. Yeah. And, and the next thing I know, they were awesome friends yeah i mean and they're just wonderful people and then andy used to babysit for you right tyler sometimes i think babysat for you but andy more yeah well because tyler was already like well into high school and like had had his social life going Mm -hmm. on yeah and so i mean they were just such a nice you know family yeah um yeah they were awesome and that's the same way, you know, when we met the Corbett's and the Schroeders and the Schroeders yeah. and the Dion's. Right. Those I mean, are all pretty much. I, I mean, met my friends through you guys. Actually. I was kind of the, I was kind of like even back then I was a connector. Really. You were. I was a connector and an influencer. I said, hey, you know what? I like this kid Spencer. He, I say, he's going places. You should meet his parents. <laughs> I said, "Hey, I like the I like this guy uh, Samuel. You should meet his parents. They're going places." <laughs> well, and uh, and shout out to the Dion's. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Oh my god. No, don't delete that. I will. 
<laughs> no, really, I remember when you were in third grade. Yeah, Jason was the new kid in town. And you came home from school the very first day that, you know, he came to school. Yeah. And you said, oh, I met a new friend, and his name is Jason Dion. And I said, yeah, yeah and he's so nice, you know. Um, he invited me over to his, to his house, and I said, well, we don't even know his parents. What if they say no? Well, have his parents call me. So then we end up, you know— talking to joy and she says oh yeah and then i go over there and you know meet joy and ray and you know the rest of the clan and well jason had two things that i really looked up to at the time yeah one was a mullet (laughs) he had really long hair in the back and it was tight because this shit was curly and i was like dude that haircut is dope and and because mine was all straight in the back but i always try to grow it out but it would just grow thick like, like my hair was so straight that it would be like a thick Ball. Like it would never do anything but just kind of grow outwards. Uh-huh. And uh, you had a lot of hair when you were little. I, it was thick. I don't know what happened. It's so sad. R.I.P. My hair. Um, but uh, yeah, he had he had so he had a mullet, which was great hair at the time. And then he also had like over eighty Nintendo games. Oh Be- my gosh, they did that many, dude. Because Ray, his dad, shout out Ray Dion. He had he was like the electronics dude and still is and he mm. would just collect video games and so they had like every fucking nintendo game so i was like yo this kid is gonna be my friend because <laughs> his basement is dope not only that they taught you how to ski i mean yeah they taught you how to ski yeah no for real uh that was in third grade he took yeah. me up to ski for the first time and to this day i still go snowboarding all the time i converted from skiing to snowboarding when i was 12 mm-hmm. and now you know so i've been uh, how old are you when you're in third grade eight mm-hmm. let's see do arithmetic because I'm bad at it. I'm 34 okay. now. So how many years have I been doing snow sports? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a lot. Let me say. 24 years? Uh, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah. 24 years. 24? No, more than no, that. 26. More than that. 20, I don't eight, know. Yeah, 26. 10, 24, 26. 26 years at least. This was captivating radio of us doing math. <laughs> You were talking. I couldn't concentrate. <laughs> 26 years? At least. Yeah, there you well, go. Well, you're going to be 35, so almost 27. Hey, hey slow down. I still got six months left of that. I got six months left until that, seven months left until that. I'm enjoying 34 for all it's worth. You better. Um. Yeah, okay, so that's the thing is that um, that's the thing parents do. They meet Well, But, ki- they but meet the interesting their thing kids. was yeah. that the people that – I mean, other, Spencer was the was the ye's youngest, and yeah, he was your friend. But like age. the Dion's had you and Jason, yeah. and then Stephen and and Justin. There was like there was a duality with uh, the yes, brother ages. With the brother ages, so there was friends and everybody for, had boys. Yeah, and the parents both they liked to party like you guys like to party. Yes, they, they were, were social people. They like were you were very social people. Yeah, so it all worked, and it was the same with the Corbett's. Like, oh yeah, you know, Sean was my age, DJ, DJ was Stephen's age, and the parents are you guys' age. Shout out to the Corbett's. Stop saying shout out that way. You oh, sound. How do you say it? I don't know, but just, <laughs> I just say it jokingly. But you say it so weird. I'm sorry. Okay, so uh, how long is it until you get a job on base? Oh. It took you a while, right? It did. So, a year, you said? Well, I... So when you started well, subbing. I, yeah, I started subbing um, in October of 87. And what grades were you mostly subbing, or was it wherever you could sub? No, it was mostly at Anderson and Pinnell. Uh-huh. And so... Which was kindergarten, kindergarten through, through fourth. fourth grade. Right. A couple times at Taylor, you know, for fifth and sixth, but I preferred the, the yeah, you know, younger the, kids. the younger kids. And so I subbed, like, 
all the time. Why no high school? Were you scared you were going to be the hot teacher? No, <laughs> because I was an elementary major, not a secondary major. Oh, I, I didn't want to. Oh, no, I didn't want to ever do high school. That uh, was your Aunt Holly's thing. Okay. Um, and then I got hired and. Um, how frequently are you subbing when you get into the sub game? How frequently was I subbing? Yeah, how frequently? Almost every single day. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. So it became like a a job. It was almost like a job, yeah. Yeah. And how long did it take you of subbing to convince them to hire you? I feel like that. I I feel like I remember you telling me a story of like it was, it was like hard to get hired, and you had to like finagle your way in. I didn't finagle my way in, but it was really hard to get hired because back then they I can't remember if it was like they had six hundred or nine hundred substitute teachers in the district. Holy shit! I mean, it was some crazy number. Yeah, I think it was like six hundred or nine hundred teachers. Substitute teachers. Jesus. Yeah. That's as many students are in a school. I mean, a lot. Yeah. And now it's really hard to get substitute teachers. Yeah. Um, So anyway, I ended up getting hired. Well, when my dad died in 89, January Mm. of 89, when I went back, I got hired right away, you know. Um, Mm. So I started. I was in second grade. Were you in second grade? Yeah. Yeah, you were in second grade. And I was teaching kindergarten. Well, so let's delve into oh, that. That's right. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I forgot. I mean, I didn't forget that that happened. But like, yeah, that's a monumental event. Uh, oh, Whoa! Shit. Already? All right. We'll we'll talk about this. We'll talk. Okay. So Ben just informed us it's been an hour and a half already. So mm-hmm. let's talk about this, and then and then we have a and then we can not have to talk about sad stuff next time because okay. But this was a sad did, thing. Did we never talk about this before? I th- I don't think we talked about your dad dying because we've been going in pretty chronological oh, order. Okay. So I remember this day, and then I'll hear it from your perspective. So okay, uh, and we can go long. It's fine. Uh, I remember being in second grade and getting picked up from school, and you and Dad were both there mm-hmm. to pick me up. Mm-hmm. And did you call me out of school early? Maybe mm-hmm. okay. So it was right after school, and both of you were there, and I knew that was weird because Dad was usually at work at that time, mm-hmm. and I think. I did. I used. To, I think I used to walk home. Like it was just weird to see you guys there. I yeah. Knew, I, I kind of inherently knew something was wrong already. Yeah. We came to to tell the school that you were going to be out of school for about three weeks. Yeah. And so I get in the car and I could tell something's wrong. And you tell me, Pappy died. Mm-hmm. And so how did you find out? Oh gosh. Um. We'll try not to cry. I know. I. Just, it makes me feel so sad when I think about it. Yeah. Um. So it was January twenty third. And um, I was supposed to sub that afternoon for Candy Winter. Uh, that was my first grade teacher. Mm-hmm. Shout out Ms. Winter. Mm-hmm. That's how you do a shout out. Oh, okay. Okay, go ahead. So anyway, <laughs> dad was at work. Right. And it was really cold. It was like 60 below, I think. Or, you know, like 50 below. Was it? It was really cold. Wow. Um, and But in the morning, I was over at the chapel because the person who was the, I was the treasurer of, of the PTA at mm. Anderson Elementary and the person who was the treasurer at, of the PTA over at Pinnell wanted to meet with me to see how I m- did the books. Cause mm. back then there were no computers to do books on, you know, mm-hmm. so you did them by hand. Mm-hmm. So I kept a calendar always by the telephone to say who I was subbing for and what school I would be at or what events we had to go to. And so I had on that calendar, you know, chapel, 9 a.m., mm-hmm. you know, sub for candy, whatever time, noon. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, you guys were in school. I was over at the chapel. And Dad walks into the chapel. Mm. And I'm like, 
what are you doing here? Mm-hmm. And he said, and he was in his uniform and everything. Mm-hmm. And he said, is there a, oh, is there a quiet place mm-hmm. where, where, we could, where I could tell you something? I'm like, are the boys okay? Are the boys okay? That's mm-hmm. all I could think of. Mm-hmm. And so he said, I have to tell you something. So I, so I took him into the Blessed Sacrament room, mm-hmm. which is like this quiet little room. Mm-hmm. And um, he said that my dad died. And mm-hmm. I'm, oh, my God, I screamed. I screamed and I cried. How, how did he find out? So I said, how do you know? How do you know? Evidently, my sister was trying to call. I can't remember exactly. I'll have to ask my sister. The house or something. The, yeah, trying to call the house and nobody was there. So then she knew dad worked at the clinic. So I don't I don't remember if she tried to call Ileson or if she called the Red Cross. Or I don't remember what she did to try to get a hold of dad. She got a hold of dad who then didn't know where I was. Mm. So he went home. You know, wondering where I was, and, and he looked calendar. on the calendar and then came over there and told me. And from there, it was just a crazy blur. Um, and we had only, well, we had been there for what, a couple of years, mm-hmm. 86, 87, 88, like, you know, two years and a couple of months. But we already had a strong network of friends. Right. Monica Hamill was one of my very good friends, mm-hmm. and, you know, um, anyway, several others, Sandy Duke and several others, mm-hmm. Teresa Schroeder. Um, so then the Red Cross helped us get tickets to fly out that night. How and why? Like, because like how the Red Cross, how'd you find out about that? Well, the Air Force kind of like takes care of everything. Like I didn't even really know what was happening. I just knew that we had to get on an airplane. Yeah, because that's what I always have wondered as an as an adult looking back as uh, at you as an adult because you're about my age when that happened. You mm-hmm. were 30, mm-hmm. 34, I was. 35. Yeah, I think I was like 34. Yeah, and so to have the fortitude to book all the flights and everything and make the arrangements so fast because it was like by the time you guys picked us up from school, we already you already knew. had flights. We you already were like, had flights. You were like, look, your, your pappy died. We got to go home and pack a bag. Yep. And, oh, and, and we had to find some. And then Todd... Oh, Todd and Mary Kepner stayed at our house to watch the dog. Yeah. And they had their dog over. Did we have four at that point? No. Oh, we still had Loki? No, we still had Loki. Yeah. And um, because he died like two months later. Jesus, morbid ass ending. Oh, horrible. Well, we'll save that one for the next time. We'll start (laughs) off with Loki's death next time. (laughs) Okay. And so, so anyway, yeah, um, yeah, so Red Cross and just kind of the Air Force, you know, got our tickets together. I I don't even remember like if we paid for them then or if they paid for them and then we paid for them later. I can't remember because it was all kind of like a blur and I just kind of did one thing at a time. Yeah. And then I went home and, you know, started packing our bags and, you know, telling the school. And then I was supposed, I was taking nine credits at the university. So uh, Monica Hamill came over and I gave her my schedule. So she went and talked to all my professors for me mm-hmm. and got that all situated. Somebody brought pizza over to the house. So we would have pizza for dinner. I think Armida and them probably came mm-hmm. over too. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people were just like helping me, helping, mm-hmm. helping, you know, just, uh, it was like a blur, just trying to get us packed and get everything together and out of the house. And we flew out that night, and that was like the flight from hell. Your brother just kept getting sick that's on, the one on where every we find plane. Out where Steve, yeah, that's where we found out that Stephen gets airplane sickness. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. And that was back in the day when it was it wasn't just you flew from Seattle to I mean from Fairbanks to Seattle, Seattle to Newark. It was like Fairbanks to Seattle to Chicago, Chicago to, to Allentown, yep. you know. It yeah. was like, "Oh my gosh, am I ever going to get back there?" Yeah. Right, right. So, um that was sad. How did you get 3 weeks off? Well, I was subbing, so I just oh, you just so said, then I told okay. oh yeah, that's right. I told the two secretaries, yeah, you know, these are the jobs that I have. Could you guys? You how, know? how? That's the thing is, I'm trying to put it in my pers- in perspective of like the age that I am right now. That's what, when it's happening to you. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't know how to do any of any adult shit. Oh. I'm so <laughs> fucking immature mm-hmm. that like, I, and here you are with two kids <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and all this stuff, and and your dad dies, and and then, but that's the thing is that then there's all this like legal stuff you have mm-hmm. to do and death certificates mm-hmm. and organizing a funeral. Like, mm-hmm. how did you guys figure that out? Oh my gosh, when we got to Pennsylvania, yep. um. <clears throat> We went to Ashton Funeral Home, mm-hmm. and um, they're great. They just kind of lead you through one step at a time. And mm-hmm. so my sister and my brother and I, you know, were together, yeah. and they take you through all the steps. And then my mother flew in from California. At this, so at this point, Aunt Holly must have been, what, 30? Mm-hmm. And, and Uncle Eddie was like, what, 26, 27? Mm-hmm. Yeah. About 26, I think. Yeah. yeah, so we weren't very old. Right. <clears throat> you know, my dad was only that's really young. 63 that, and yeah, three quarters. Yeah, that's really young to lose your dad. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and then my, so then my mom flies in, and then she's, you know, with us also. Yeah. You know, just, and then, you know, you have to pick out the casket and, you know, decide what kind of grave marker you want and where you know what kind of service you want and yeah. what day you want it and what time you want it and da 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 and so they just kind of take you through each thing one step at a time yeah and um yeah so we were back there for golly two and a half almost three weeks yeah and i even even though i was only like seven years old it's still hard for me to think back on that mm-hmm. like i still i still get really sad about that mm-hmm. that was very sad it was. It was very sad. I, yep, that was a hard one. That was a hard one. So, but um, you know, I adored my dad. <laughs> Still do. But you know, when you have when you have to um, when you have to step up, you just find the strength to do it. Mm-hmm. You just. I know it sounds like you say totally cliche. Put one foot in front of the other. Right. Wake up every day, put one foot in front of the other, and that's what you just keep on doing. The f- the funniest memory that I have of that was, uh, uh, not funny, but just like innocent little kid shit, like not mm-hmm. really fully grasping it. He used to always send uh, tasty cakes, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. it was like, that's like some real like Pennsylvania, East Coast, New York, New Jersey shit, tasty cakes. They're like little Debbie's. They're like little Debbie stuff, but for, but that you can only find there. But and they're delicious. Yeah, they're great. The, the butterscotch crumpets, mm, crimpets or crimpets. whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so he used to always send that stuff for like Easter and Christmas and birthdays. He would, sh- he was the plug for little Debbie <laughs> stuff. <laughs> no, I mean, not for little Debbie, cake. for tasty cake stuff. And so I remember, uh. When you told what you told me and everybody's crying and everything, I went, Well, guess we're not getting any case to case. Trying to lighten the mood. Oh my. Yeah. Oh well. Yeah, that was hard. Wow. I just remember that day <clears throat> we were 
when we were sitting in the um, funeral home, mm-hmm. and it was a windy day, and so the the preacher, you know, was talking, and all of a sudden, the lights flickered on and flickered off, and it was like my dad was there, and you were, and you were, you were very, you were very upset, you were very. You know, you were very. Oh, I so remember it very. And Billy uh, very Sweeney, um, a f- good friend of ours, you know, our age, Holly's and my age. Yeah. Terry Sweeney was my sister's best friend growing up, and Billy was, you know, our good buddy. He took you into a, you know, into like another room a little bit. Not, I mean, not another room like away another room, but there were like different sections of rooms. Yeah. And so he, you know, took you and. Oh, because after I saw him at the casket, you're saying, oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, to this day, that was still very scarring for Mm -hmm. me. Like That was way too much for Mm -hmm. a seven-year-old kid. So, yeah, we stay there, and then we go home. So we stayed there for like two and a half, three weeks, Mm -hmm. and then it was back to Alaska. And then you get a job. And then I get a job. I get back there, and... I get back there and within, I don't know, I think it was like the first or second day or something that, that we were back. I go in and, and Sherry Merrick says to me, um, I want to interview you for a position. And I said, oh, I just, you know, I just came back from my father's funeral. I don't, I don't even know how I'm going to do in an interview. Mm. She said, you're going to do fine. Come in and sit down right now. And I'm like, what? And so she interviewed me, and a couple days later, I found out that I had a job teaching kindergarten. And then, dun dun dun. That's what. That's where we'll uh, pro or like we'll end this episode, and that will be the. Uh, that'll be the to be continued. Okay. And that'll be the uh, starting point of the next one. Okay. So we we went long. That's cool. Uh, Barry Shane, or anything you want to say? Shout outs? Any shout outs? You good? You good? <laughs> Did you have fun? <laughs> um, Did you have fun? Yes. There you go. He had fun. He had fun. Uh, Mom, where can they find? Where can the people find you online? <laughs> you know they can't leave. <laughs> yeah. Shout they- out to my family having zero social media. None of my <laughs> my aunt, my uncle. Well, no, wait, no, yeah, Uncle Eddie does not. My brother, dad, nobody has any internet stuff except for my grandmother. <laughs> She's really out here. Catch her on Instagram. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yes, I I do not do social media. Yeah, if you wanna if you wanna tweet at my mom, just hit me. I'll uh, I'll send a smoke signal to her. There you go. Uh, but that was it. I, I'm glad that you guys made the time to do this. I know that it was like kind of a hassle. We're doing it pretty late at night, and they have to drive all the way back to Ohio tonight. Which, if you aren't from this area, that's like a two hour drive, basically hour and a mm-hmm. half, two hour drive. So I appreciate you guys coming down. This was fun. We didn't get to, uh, you guys didn't get to come down and do any LA stuff this time. I kept having to drive up there, but I wish, uh, you know, one of these days you'll move down here and we'll have more time to kick it (laughs) because I'm certainly not moving back to Alaska. I know. Yeah. What else? That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, that was my mom, Karen Shainer. My (laughs) name is Lee. Some of you guys might know me as Intuition. You can find me on Twitter at It's Intuition. You can find my man behind the boards, Ben Shim, making the shit sound buttery at I Am Database, space with two S's. You can find us on Twitter as a unit at Kinda Neat. 
and uh, youtube.com slash kind of neat where you're going to see my mom, Karen Shaner, drop some hot fire bars. No, I'm just kidding. She's not. We're not going to do a video this week, <laughs> obviously. And then uh, what else? Uh, Facebook.com slash kind of neat. Everything wrapped up in a fairly pretty if and if not boring package at kind of neat.net. Uh, like I said, that's my mom. And my name is Lee. And this was kind of neat. Bye. Thank you.